Today's episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Review is brought to you by Coach Purses. Coach Purses, the great equalizer for women who complain to their man about buying an expensive car. Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW The Twilight Zone Review. I got a new poster for the show, guys. I made that last night. Isn't that exciting? If you're on Facebook or Facebook, what? If you're on YouTube and you're looking at it, that's right. I made that last night. And if you're on iTunes, I switched it too. So you, you get to see it no matter where you are. Stitcher also, but you're third. Remember that you're third. You're the worst of those three. Remember that, Stitcher. I'm sorry. I love you, but you are. It's just nobody gives a shit. Stitcher, you don't matter. Anyway, welcome to LIW Divide Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. Hello. Today's episode is Season 1, Episode 25, or as I call it in my thing, 125. People are alike all over. That's the name of the episode. It debuted March 25th, 1960. And for some reason that's relevant. I don't know why I say it every time. Anyway, so this is... I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, I don't remember which one, that the guy reminds me of Roddy McDowell. And here he fucking is. We got we got our Rowdy. We got Rowdy Rowdy McDowell. It's very exciting. I I didn't I forgot he's in a I know he's in episodes, a couple episodes. I just didn't know he's in an early one like this. So that's good. That's exciting. Um this one Um let's see here. My shitty life is as vast as space and a timeless timeless as infinity. That's what I felt like when I was watching this. I watching I was doing a bender of Twilight Zone. I watched like six episodes in a row. I think from one twenty one until one twenty six, I watched them all in a row, right after another. So I just got the notes was getting to me. So I started to get a little depressed here apparently because that's my first note. I don't know what was going on. I need someone to talk to. Anyway, the episode starts off with characters we that are revealed to be named Sam and Markison and they're just staring at a spaceship and that's the opening of this and they're like and then they comment on how big of losers they are because they're like can you three hours before we leave leave the earth forever or not forever leave the earth on this thing and here we are just staring at it <laughs> instead of we should be in its bars inside its women inside its men I don't know whatever you're into Sam we should we stir our pieces of shit that nobody likes? God damn, we're just sitting here staring at this thing that we're gonna be inside for a while. We sure could be inside each other for a while. You know what I mean, Sam? It's gonna be a long trip. That's all I'm saying. Keep your mind, keep your options open. You know, keep your mind open and other things open as well, Sam. Sam is Mar- Ronnie McDowell. He's a scientist. Marcuson is an astronaut, and he says, and this is key for this episode because it gets repeated several times. Yeah, he's really stuck in this theory that God created people with the same formula and they'd be the same everywhere. He's, he just thinks, because they're talking about what if they go to Mars and I guess they're going to Mars. And what if there's people there and they're like, oh, they'll be the same as us. Same as us. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, cut to the ship being very crashed. It was, very, it, was a, it was a harsh cut. It was a time cut, but it, it cut out the entire trip, the entire launching, the entire trip, and the entire crash. It's just the cheapest thing ever where they're already crashed. It's fine, I guess. I don't mind that stuff. It worked. I was like, whoa, that was harsh. That was a crazy cut. Marcuson's covered in junk, just just space debris. And, oh, I guess it's not space. It's just spaceship debris. It, just, it looks like they're hauling mattresses and, like, 
sheets of sheetrock in that spaceship. Very strange. I don't know where they're getting all these panels from, but he's just covered in it. And he pulls them, you know, Sam pulls them out and Marcuson still got a sense of humor. He's like, any landing you, any landing you can walk away from. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, he came laughter, pain, painful laughter. That was strange. And then they have a little conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest right now. I'm going to knock down this little wall. I spaced out for this entire conversation and I didn't hear any of it because like I said, I was five episodes in and I do love myself the twilight zone. But something about this scene, and only this scene, if, I, if it were the show and I didn't like the show, it'd be, I would just wouldn't pay attention at all. But it was just this scene, because I went and I rewound. Re- rewinded? I, I rewound. Anyway, I rewound, and I started back at the beginning of the scene, and I was like, okay, they, they crashed out of nowhere. That's, that's fine. Here they go. And I spaced out again. What the fuck just happened? I spaced out twice in a row, so I decided that was... Uh, the, we're all alike. The God created us with the same formula, and he decided that I didn't want to pay attention to that fucking scene. That's, I'm just going to go with Marcuson's little theory there. Okay, so the end of that, where else? I, I, spaced, I turned, tuned back in, I guess, to Sam being mad that – or Sam not opening the door, and Marcuson's getting very, very upset about that fact. He's just like, open the fucking door. Like, there's people out there. We hear knocking. So open the goddamn door. And I – I realized this scene feels more like Roddy McDowell and his dad arguing. Like I, I, um, Paul Comey, I guess, plays Marcuson. The, the guy's name is Mark Marcuson. I didn't realize that. I'm just looking at the IMDb page right now. Mark Marcuson. First one with a K. Second one with a C. That's a shitty name. That's a real shit name there. My name's Phoenix Phoenician. Fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, so he won't open the door and... Marcuson wants him to, and it just feels they kind of look similar, and it just feels like he's Ryan McDowell yelling at his dad. It's just this weird moment. Um, Marcuson, <laughs> here's why I said really focus on the fact that he thinks everyone's alike. Marcuson really wants the people outside to help him. He's like, they can help me, they can help me. <sighs> this is going off nothing, understand? This is, he doesn't know if there's people out there. Doesn't know their motives. He thinks they're all alike. I get that. This guy's really got faith in humanity. And he's literally dead set that every living creature is alike. And I want I want to overstate this fact for a second here. Because I'm about to say something that really bothers me about this whole theory of his. He thinks all living creatures are alike. Understand that, right? He says that. They're all created from the same formula. Why wouldn't they be the same? Except for the fact he comes from a planet earth where most of the life on that fucking planet is not human they're not human they don't want to help us everything that does, that eats meat on our planet wants to eat us if unless it's a herbivore then it doesn't then it doesn't give a shit and it's not going to help us anyway a fucking elephant is not going to help us this is not going to come to our assistance it's not going to come to our aid a dog will but only if you really hang out with that dog a lot you can't not treat it like shit Point is, most of life is not human. I don't know why he has this theory deeply embedded into his fucking brain like Inception. Like someone opened the lockbox in his his, uh, subconscious and put a spinning dreidel in there. I know it wasn't a dreidel in that movie, but I'm going with dreidel in this because he looked Jewish. Not really. I don't know. He might have been Jewish. I don't know. Uh, Not the point of this, though. This little diatribe here. Anyway, he is really dead sad on this. Despite all evidence, all evidence... 
literally all evidence saying, no, that's not how things are. That's just not how life is. You know, you know what I mean? It'd be different if you heard voices. That would have been 100% different. But he heard some banging, like, on the outside of the ship, which could have been knocking. Could have been a fucking Martian gazelle trying to fuck the ship on the outside, just banging it, just going at it. You know what I mean? You have no scientific fact presented that it's humanoid life out there. You're just going off a whim. Like, I think it could be human. If that's the case, it's just like us. Why? Why? Oh, my God. Moving on. Got to move on. Really pisses me off. Because Marcus and goddamn dies after that. And you know what? Good fucking riddance. You and your stupid theories. You're a scientist. He's an astronaut, I guess. Roddy McDowell's a scientist. But Roddy McDowell could have explained to him that, no, that's fucking stupid. You're stupid. We're all stupid for believing you. Anyone who does believe that is stupid. The door starts to open. I don't know how. I, uh, I Like I said, tuned out for most of this scene. And then Sam walks over and grabs a fucking handgun. And I'm like, why bring the handgun? What's the handgun for? Who, Whose idea was the handgun? Is this another one of Marcuson's grand ideas? What? Why? Is it to shoot yourself in case shit goes wrong? If that's the case, those little cyanide pills are around then. I don't, just, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the gun's, the gun's for. It's like they were really, really planning on there being hostile Martians. And they went, we better bring our fucking handgun to let them know what's up. We got a Second Amendment on Mars, too, right? Fucking A, America, right? That's goddamn right. I could take away our rights, even if we're not, let alone on America. We're not on Earth. Holy shit, they're not taking that away from us. It's number two. It's the Second Amendment. You can say whatever you want to, because we got number one up there, too. That's right. You're American. You got that flag on the outside of the ship. You're going to wave that flag. You're going to plant that flag in that Martian soil. And goddamn it, we're going to carry a gun and say what we want up there. That's right. <sighs> so the door opens to reveal the humans from the mole people, if you've ever seen that movie. They're all, like, weird. It's like a mixture of future and Roman times. It's this weird crossbreed. And it's like this failed attempt at Star Trek characters, like the Martian or the weird aliens from Star Trek. It, it doesn't work. Anyway, the, the head guy is like white hair and he looks like Dustin Hoffman. Sam proceeds to tell them what happened by drawing in the sand like they're, like they're big dummies. And if... He, he could have, he did go for a few seconds, like, do you know what I'm saying? No. And he's just drawing the sand, like, it came from here, third rock from the sun. And that little theme song starts playing. Um, but he's like, and I came here, and we crash landed, and my guy's dead. And they're like, dude, we speak English, or we speak what you're speaking. And he goes, you speak English? And he's like, no, you're speaking Martian. Because of, like, some hypnosis or some shit, some sci-fi shit, sci-fi laziness. Because we speak the same language. We don't want to explain why we both speak the same language. So just, just it's in your brain. You just think, you just think that's happening because sci-fi laziness. I understand that's what's happening there, right? We all get that. Okay, that's fine. You know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it works. I'm just saying it's sci-fi laziness. And that's fine. It's part of why I don't like fantasy movies. Because it's like Lord of the Rings are like, how do we get down with Oh, we'll just invent this creature to come save them. Oh, okay. That's convenient. Like, it's just convenience. That's, and uh, that's what you're into. That's fine. Anyway, um, Sam's like, oh, they're people just like us. He says this out loud. They're people just like us. 
oh, Marcus said, I wish you lived to see that. And I'm like, bitch, he fucking would have if you would have opened the door like he pleaded you to. He pled, pleaded, he pleaded, he pleaded so many times for you to, this is a running joke I'm going to do in the show, by the way. I know which one's proper. It's just funny to me. So, you know, he did, he was ple- pleading, pled, he pled, he, he, he was pleading for him to open the door. But he fucking wouldn't. And then he's like, you should have lived to see this. Like, he fucking died because you wouldn't open the door for him to see it. It's like rubbing it in from beyond the grave for him. I don't... Well, you got to piss on him when he's dead. I don't... He's just an asshole move. He meets the the girl, the Martian girl. Her name's Tina. Uh, that's a name on Mars, I guess. It's Tina, but with a yuh in, in it, in the middle of it. I don't... I guess that's, that's what they're... It sounds more like a black name to me, um, where they just take a white name and tweak it to make it their own, which is cool. I'm not saying they appropriate our names or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying that, okay? Why does this show always go racist? Wait, no, that's that's the My Walking Dead review. That always goes racist, because that show hates black people. It's true. Watch it. Watch Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. They hate black people. Anyway, Tina's like, they won't hurt you. They won't hurt you. They won't hurt you. Like, really fucking hinting it. And, like, he just goes, ha, ah, with a dumb smile on his face. And as the audience, you're like, oh, she knows something's going on. She seems really sad and, like, oh, we have to do this to him. She's really got the uh, downstairs wet seas for Roddy McDonald's char- character. Oh, excuse me. That was a burp, not a cry. She really has the downstairs wet seas. That was my point for him for some fucking reason, just out of nowhere. I don't know what she's into. She's in the really skinny guys who seem like they might be insane. If you watch Roddy McDowell's later career, you realize, oh, he's batshit crazy. He's like the the first Crispin Glover. Where you're like, he seems like a fun guy to be around because you don't know what he's going to do. Like a, like a Steve-O type. Just loose cannon. In a, and not in a crate, like, oh my God. Like, he's in, insane, but like... What what's he doing? What's he doing? Oh no! Why is he doing that to the dog? Oh no! Get get away from the kids! Oh, keep the kids away from him! Oh my God! Put him in the corner! Put him in the corner! Get the kids away! Get the kids away! I don't know. You know what he's gonna do? I don't. Know. That's the feeling I get for Ryan McDowell. And then he dresses up like a monkey and he recreates his scenes from Planet of the Apes. I don't know. Martians take they take Sam to this place to stay in. They're like, wow, well, you know, while you were waiting, we created this place. I hope you like the replica. And he's like, wow. And he's inside this house. And he's just like, whoa, it's crazy how amazing your replica is. It's, oh, my God. Oh, there's a, there's a couch. There's a, oh, there's a painting. Oh, there's a little chandelier. Oh, my God. The wall. Oh, man, there's silverware. There's like a fork. Oh, man, this is exactly what our forks are. How do you know this? And he's like, we read it from your brain. You, your thoughts are strong. <laughs> oh, we're not evil. And he's like, wow, this is cr- this is amazing. And I realized for like a minute and a half we're watching an actor be marveled at the fact that he's on a set. It, because that's what we're watching in reality. It's just an actor going, wow, this looks just like Earth because it fucking is. It looks just like a house because it fucking is. This looks exactly like one of our Earth forks because it fucking is. You know what I mean? That's what we're watching. It's just... It'd be like if I showed up on a set and went, wow, good job building this set, guys. This looks just like a real house. Crazy. It's not real, though. We're in we're in Studio City on a lot, surrounded by Teamsters. It's crazy. I can't believe that. Where's that Reagan guy from that one episode? Where's the actor who's going to come in and freak out? So he uh, 
Oh, sorry, where am I? The the two Martians are like, yeah, he likes it. He bought it. And they do this. He's like, yeah. And they do this weird little handshake celebration. And I was like, that was didn't work. That didn't work at all. That felt really odd and forced. Because it was like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I get it. That's the only thing I didn't like. I, I know I'm making fun of a lot of stuff. But that's the only thing I really didn't like about this whole concept of the aliens. Is they made it way too obvious with that handshake. They're like, yeah, I fucking bought it. He's ours. <laughs> I was like, calm down. Why you got to celebrate right in front of him? Like, what if he saw that? Did he just go, wow, we're just really excited that you like the place. You know what I mean? So they leave. The Martians leave. And he, he talks to Tina one more time. And, and then he goes back inside. And she's like, I'm sorry, basically. She says I'm sorry with her eyes a thousand times. And he should pick up on her body language. But maybe he's like... She's Martian. Maybe she's not saying the thing, same things we I would with that body language. But then he should realize Marcuson's right, and then they're all alike, you know. And we all have the same things. We're all the same. We're all from like totally the same guy, bro. You know what I mean? It's he should realize that. But at this point, I realize I I know what happens in this episode. This is one of those ones I just uh, know about, and you know what's going to happen if you've seen it before, and you could probably pick up on it if you haven't seen it before. But they are doing a really good job in this episode keeping you preoccupied and not thinking about what the twist is going to be. Because a lot of the Twilight Zones do have twists. And you're, they're not overhinting. Except for the handshake, you don't really get a feeling. And maybe Tina's odd. But that could be chalked up to she's nervous. She's never been a human before. She's Like I said, she's got the downstairs wetsies for this guy. I maybe she's just odd. Maybe she's she seems like a shy girl. Maybe that doesn't really give a clue toward what will happen. So I like that they're not overhinting. And they cut back to Roddy McDowell. He's by himself, and he's like, "Hey, they have scotch. That's some damn good scotch. Best scotch I've ever had." He starts smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, the twist is that he's in a zoo. He's the he's the attraction to zoo. I'm just gonna say that right now, so I can say this next thing. I would be content with this, in all honesty, as long as they gave me a platform. As long as they let me speak. I could do a little speech, a little performance for the, for the people watching me. I don't know. That's just how my brain works, though. Like, I have to get something out of this. As long as I can masturbate, not that, that, maybe that will be part of, my, part of my performance. I don't know. Like, that's the grand finale is I get to make a Hawaii on the fucking window in front of these people. Like, and they just stare at this as it goes down. You know, the streaks go down. Um, like rain. And they, they like, oh, I almost said little kids. I don't want to talk about little kids while I'm talking about that. Anyway, I can, you know, as long as they give me scotch, some cigarettes. I don't smoke, but I totally wouldn't in this scenario. Scotch, and I get to masturbate, and I get to, like, do some writing or maybe do this podcast. I don't know. Some sort of platform where I get to be a little creative with something. So maybe a fucking puzzle. I don't know how long it would take for me to go grow old of that something to do and i can masturbate i think i'd be fine like good masturbating not like you know people judging me while i do it i don't know i don't know if i could perform up to those standards i think i'd have to have like a room to myself to master like the, the masturbatory room you know the masturbatorium whatever it's called i don't know i'll, I'll title it later when i'm in the scenario but i just want my a little space to myself, and then after that, whatever it is, what it is, because I, I I would have fun for a while fucking with them. I would sit in a chair and just stare at them. I am stubborn as fuck. I would stare at them until they got so bored 
they would want to leave and be like, he's not fun anymore. But then I would also be like, what if they kill me because I'm not entertaining to these people? What's to stop them from replacing me? But I imagine humans are hard to scoop up. So I'm probably, uh, you are from millions of miles away at that point. So I'm probably a high, you know, a valued commodity to them. So they're probably not going to just shoot me. They might be like, hey, I'll send in a woman here if you are more creative. So I might get laid then. I don't know. It's the same thing theory I have with the paparazzi. <sighs> because if they're a TMZ, shit like that. Because if they they really want to get in your face and fucking bother you, you just go. They're like, what was it like working with uh, Brad Pitt? And you're just like, y- you don't want to be bothered at all. And you want them to leave you alone just forever. You just go, oh, well, Brad, you know, um, um, shit, fuck, cunt, fuck, 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 fuck. And a fuck, fuddy, fuck, cunt, fuck, fucker, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, uh, well, you know, fucking shit, fuck, fuck. Um, and he obviously fucks shit, fuck, 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 shit, shit, fuck, fuck, cunt, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you just keep doing that. And you do not stop. And you don't break character. And eventually they, the, the paparazzi will have to be like, I can't use any of this. This is a tremendous waste of time. And you start following them. And you're like, why aren't you interviewing me? Fuck, 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 shit, fuck. And you just act like that. And what it does is it, it takes away all the incentive they have to even bother going near you with a camera. Because they'll go, I can't use the footage. Because most of the places they can show it, they can't because it'll just be censored out. If it's on TMZ, the channel, it'll just be beep, beep, beep. It would be pointless. And after the, if they do show it once, they'll never want to show that again because they already got that. You know, they blew that wad. It's not going to be funny the second time. But it would be entertaining as fuck to myself. I like how I'm creating this weird fantasy where I'm huge, hugely famous and just uh, paparazzi's following me and I have to deal with that problem already despite the fact that I'm not even on the cusp of that yet. I'm not even, I'm not even approaching it really. I'm just kind of doing laps here outside the wall by myself because I'm just talking to myself into my own uh, iPod here. Anyway, uh, wow, that got deeply depressing after I realized my own reality. Like I said, my life is as vast as space and as pointless as infinity, whatever it was. So, um, Roddy starts to freak out because he pulls the curtains to the side. And he notices all the doors don't open. That's what happens first. And he goes to smack into the door. Do I just have a weird long diatribe about being famous and I'm not? That was weird, right? I'm still focused on that because it was it, it amuses me to no end. Anyway, he starts freaking out, punching the doors, kicking the doors, hits the front door, and the whole front the whole wall shakes. Isn't that weird? <laughs> oh man, that's weird. It's almost like it's not a real building that they made to look real. That's insane that they could do that. There's even real human forks. That's crazy. Anyway, he tries to open the front door, doesn't open. He tears the curtains down. He goes to open them, and they just fall off the wall, and then it's blank. And then, okay, here's, <laughs> I just realized this right now. The curtains just fell off the wall, right? They're above this door, this window that's going to open here. The curtain falls, the window opens, right? Okay. This big window open. It's a display window. He's in a zoo. All the Martians are staring at him. He looks down and he sees a sign that says, Earth creature in his native habitat. Okay. I get that. Question slash problem, though. The curtains were on his side of the of the window. You know what I mean? What's to say he didn't tear down the curtain? The window's open. These people are staring on the other side of the fucking curtain. 
It really is depending on him, dependent on him to open the fucking curtain to be seen by these people. Why would you put the curtain on his side? He he can just close it. He can just put it back up right now. He can just go whoop and put that back up, and there we go. Problem solved. What the fuck is the curtain for? Why do you, I don't? <laughs> why do you give him a curtain? I don't understand what the curtain's for. If if there's no window there to fool him, I don't. Uh, I don't get it. I don't. Was the plan? In, was the plan to wait for him to fall asleep, sneak in, grab the fucking curtain? Because I gotta say, limit your exposure to the inside of a desperate animal, human as he is. He's an animal. Limit your exposure on the inside, unless they're gonna go in there like a real zoo and just put that little loop around his head and hold him still. Get him to get some tranks. I don't know. He's Waddy McDowell. It's gonna take a lot of fucking tranks to get him down. I'll just go ahead and warn you there. I don't know what the plan is there. It really does bother me that the curtain is on the inside of that. I didn't even think about that till right now. But that if he didn't knock it down, they would just be staring at the curtain. What a fun, fun exhibit. Unless it's a peeping exhibit where they're like, ooh, one at a time, go up to the window and peep on him. I don't know. It it bothered me now that I think about it. Whatever. So Tina gets uh, freaked out. She doesn't like what they're doing. She She runs off. And I was like, Bitch had four lines. Why bother naming her? Why did they name her? Was it just so he had a pretend love interest so we get fooled? I think that was it. And if so, kudos to the show. That's not a problem with me. That's I don't know. It sounds like I'm tearing it apart, but they named. I think they named her just to get you off track and thinking she was going to be a major character. That the show was going to be about his relationship with these people, but really it had nothing to fucking do with that. And they threw you off by naming her. I like that. At this point, Sam looks at the sign. Like I said, I read the sign earlier. Earth creature doesn't even have a tent, blah, blah, blah. He yells to Marcuson, who's dead. Um, he's like, you're right. People are like all over. They're assholes. They're fucking terrible to each other. And I was like, good ending. That was a good ending. People are like all over. Thanks, Sam Conrad. Apparently his last name's Conrad. Coin the MDB. Thanks, Rowdy Roddy McDowell. Rowdy Roddy McDowell. I'm going to call him that from now on. Anyway, guys, that's the end of the episode. It's a solid episode. I really do enjoy this episode. It's um, it's not amazing, but it's really, really well done. In the in the fact that they didn't, there's no real special effects. It's like a Star Trek episode. They just used some Martian landscapes. I bet they even used the ones from Star Trek. They they didn't go overboard. They didn't hint too much. That's a big part of this show is hinting. Sometimes they overhint and you're like, oh, there you go. That's like six minutes in. I know what the fuck happened in the end. Way overly hinting. This episode was very restrained with that sort of stuff. It didn't hint at all except for the handshake, but that's not even a hint really. It's just because I knew what was going on. So they did a really, really good job. This Rod wrote this one. He wrote the teleplay, I guess. Um... He did a good job with everything. Uh, I like this episode a lot. It's 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 up there. It's not amazing, but it's really solid. Anyway, I want to head out. So ch- go to the YouTube page, um, www. That stands for World Wide Web. Dot. That's the little period thing. Um, underneath the uh, right pointing arrow or the left aiming Pac Man, depending on what you're doing. Um, YouTube. Um, I'm not going to spell it, a dot, uh, the same thing again, um, com, slash, the forward slash, the one that goes from bottom left to top right, loitering in Wonderland. Go there and fucking subscribe. Figure it out. 
Please subscribe. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome of you. Leave some comments. I love to read comments. This this show I do out of my ten shows or whatever I have now is the most vocal. You guys comment. I love it. It's awesome. I appreciate hearing from you. I still reference the one guy who commented on my YouTube or my uh, this show on iTunes. This the uh, sobriety not guaranteed. Fucking love that. It's <laughs> so fucking funny to me. So. Um, yeah, go subscribe there. I appreciate it. Check out the other shows. Um, I think I'm going to shoot the first episode of um, Hack from the Future tomorrow. I'm still planning it out, even though it's an improv show. Anyway, there's the first clue about the show, by the way. It's improv Go to the YouTube page and subscribe. I appreciate it, guys. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West, and I will be Phoenix West, and I'm human just like you because we're all the same all over. Unless you're one of the millions of other species on our planet. Anyway, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Goodbye.